to A Nightmare on Fear Street. We're Trent and Sheree, and we're chatting about the fiercest genre. Expect hot takes, cold drinks, and a couple of fights. Check out the link in the episode description to connect with us via the usual socials, Patreon, and our YouTube channel. All right, yes, we are covering the monster. That is right. We are finally watching something that neither of us have seen for this month of A24. See what we did there? We're so funny. We're so we're so funny. Sheree, we've got some things to discuss. So let's get into it. What's your first thought? I am so happy I saw this movie because I really love The Strangers and The Dark and the Wicked. So seeing a Brian Pertino movie that I don't love is kind of affirming in a way because like <laughs> it gets weird if you're like I love everything this person does and so we've already had this moment we ripped this band-aid and now I can be like you've got two bops and I'm sure I'll have more bops but this was not from me it's healing it's free <laughs> no yeah I like I don't necessarily not like this movie but it's not as good it's hard to have three perfect films right so this one is just okay for me she happened, and I'm sure he learned a lot from this movie, which will influence other movies. And so, again, we all deserve the chance to do stuff. And I'm happy he got a chance to do some stuff in between. Cause, and also, this came out between those two movies, but we don't know which script was written first. We don't know which one was actually filmed first, because I didn't do all the research for all three of these movies. But, like, again, I just, I feel like it's nice to be, like, ebbs and flows, as opposed to everything is amazing, I'm never fucked up. I feel like this is definitely the weakest link out of the three. And I would be hard pressed to imagine anybody else not agree. (laughs) Yeah. And if this is your weakest link, there are weaker links from other people. So good for you, girl. Right. So first off, it's called the monster. So I wanted a monster who was actually a little bit scarier. And I'm I'm not being like design wise, because I, yes, practical monsters. Yes. Put more men in costumes and do the things. That was, that, that was brilliant. But our monster was just kind of like, not really there. It was mostly these two just being like, we hate each other and we're crying, but you know where this movie is going. And I was like, can we fight the monster? Can we can we invite the monster back in? Can we bring the monster back, please? Well, and this may be me being, giving this movie too much, too uh, more than it deserves, I should say. But to me, I think the monster was both literal and allegorical as well. Like the monster is, is clearly the monster, right? Which I have thoughts on as well. But I think the monster was also just how terrible at least the mother was to this child. (laughs) She didn't want to be a mom. She's a bad mom. That's yes. Like it's definitely, I respect a metaphor, but also when you call it the monster and the monster is like, I won't touch this little girl because like when the girl finds the wolf and we see the monster behind her and nothing happens, that's when I knew this movie was not going to try it. Cause had it at least lunged for her and she got away, we could be like, Ooh, there is danger. But it was like, no. Oh, and disappears. I'm like, oh, no, it's that kind of a movie. And then, again, we go back to the crying in the car and the flashbacks, which we had too many flashbacks. We get it. She's a bad mom. We got it from the first three flashbacks. And what happens is the more you go back, the more the things that are not working become apparent. And so you have that scene where she's holding the knife to her mother's face. And I'm just like, okay. But it's not a great moment of acting for this child. And I'm not here to piss on child actors. But I feel like if we just let the other flashbacks do the work, we wouldn't have needed that or we wouldn't have felt we needed that one. And so I wouldn't be thinking of that when I think of her performance. Yeah, because I think overall, I think actually this film is like one of the 
best things of this okay film, if that makes sense, is the performances. Like I don't I think both performances are pretty good for the most part. I agree with that one scene from the younger actor, but they both give solid-ish performances. And I think if they weren't there, this movie would not be at all what it is. And it's just okay, but like it wouldn't be okay. <laughs> I think that they did what they needed to do. I wasn't like blown away. I wasn't like, oh no, I, my tits have been blown off by these performances. Why your tits like, getting mm, blown off, girl? They was there. They Leave the, the tits where they are. Listen, listen, listen. I got back problems. <laughs> I also think that, and again, I am coming from a place where I fucking go up for The Strangers, one of my favorite home invasion movies, The Dark and the Wicked Personality for a year. This is also just not, I feel like, Brian's strongest directorial moment. And so I think that maybe some of my issues with the acting comes from that. And also the script is just very melodramatic because the script is very much like, this is what it is. Feel feelings. And I'm like, I'm a Gemini. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. And I, and I will agree. I do think this movie depends too heavily on flashbacks to tell the story and build the characters. Mm -hmm. Like you could have just given us some dialogue in this car. Because I act another thing that I think that is somewhat strong in this movie is the set pieces. Like I think the fucked up car on the side of the road, they can't go anywhere, and it's raining and dark, and like that works for me. I see that working. Kind of, sort of. It felt like a defamed Cujo, but because like Cujo had, and again, I'm not out here just being like Stephen King does things well. Because <laughs> like we all have history with Stephen. I'm just leave that out there. But like. And Cujo, we get a mother and her son trapped in a car with a dog with rabies. And the dog is attacking the car. And the dog is going wild in certain parts. And so there's danger there. Whereas here, it was just kind of like, we never went to therapy and we're not healing and we're in a car. Also, I, I know they hit a wolf, but I feel like the car could have still moved. I, And so it was also just like too many things need to be convenient. And also the monster was never like, it's a car. It's a it's a sardine can for me. I'm going to get into those bitches. It was just like, mm, I got to wait for them to come outside because I'm polite. <laughs> I just, it was sending me to hell. Um. Yeah, well, I actually do agree with the monster because my, my thought is I wish we never saw the monster. I wish the monster was in the darkness because once I saw it, it was not nearly as scary as what I imagined it to be. Again, what you don't see is scarier than what you do see. And I, I I would have liked this better. Or if I'd only seen like pieces or hints or like ideas of what the monster could be. But when you see like the literal silhouette of the monster, I'm like, oh, that okay. Oh, I Okay. I could take it or leave it, but I just wanted the monster to be more vicious. Because again, this was definitely a PG-13 monster, it felt like. This movie feels like it could have easily been a made-for-TV movie from the 90s, and they inserted a monster, and so it's not. Because again, it's a lot of, I don't want to be your mom. I wish you wouldn't come. And the monster's outside casually waiting for somebody to come outside and see him. <laughs> I just... I... Right. I think if I think there's two ways to go about this, right? If you're going to do the path that the monster is luring them outside to attack them and be and be advantageous on that way, well then we don't need to see the monster because the monster needs that would have been great. The monster needs to be what we don't see, right? That would have been great, and it would have given us a smart monster. And so we're like, oh no, what kind of apex predator bullshit is this? Because then the other choice is I'm going to see the monster and it's going to be like 
super vicious and like attacking everything and like like a predator, like you know, where you're gonna see what about it that too? in its face. So you need to pick a choice, and this movie tries to do both and does neither very well. I'd have loved to see that too. I would have loved to see the monster like trying to get in that fucking car, like running up at it. And like when she turns on like the lights or whatever and it runs away, that's when they have a moment of, oh God, we could be safe, but only from these two sides because lights are in the front and the back. But instead we're just like, we're crying, we're crying, we're crying. Here's a person. Oh no, that person got eaten. We're still crying. Oh, here's the ambulance. We're still crying. And now the ambulance, oh, let's. <laughs> yeah, I have a note about that too. I have so many notes about the ambulance. Again, I... So I I always own that part of my issues with some movies is that if I know where it's going or you're not going to make it fun or interesting, then I want off the ride. And up top, we know this is going to be a, they hate each other, but they really love each other and the mom's going to die. And I'm like, okay, but what else? And it's like, that's it. And then they sat there for an hour and 30 minutes to get exactly what we knew was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> the most nonsensical, in my opinion moments that happen in this movie is with this ambulance that shows up in the last like 30 minutes a ambulance emts are not police officers so they or any kind of anything they're going i mean there's something (laughs) didn't mean to shit on all emts i love y'all but like you're going to assess the injuries of the people and then get them to the fuck out the situation. You're not going to go investigate and try to find what this monster is. You're going to leave. Why did they not leave? Because again, this was more of a movie of convenience. They needed the ambulance there for a different location. Also, 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 when the woman gets in the ambulance, she's like, I don't know where he is. And they, the monster throws him onto the fucking window. Why does the EMT, who's also the only brown person, why does she kick out the window? Why kick out the window when there's something throwing your partner and then, around? Like, slowly reach for the other person to try and have her save you and then beat her. Yeah, that whole set, that is the worst section of this movie. And in a movie that like <sighs> ranges from bad to okay, like that is the worst part of this movie. I was literally like, I this has to be interference. This has to be interference. Because again, with the other two movies we've seen from Mr. Portino, characters make choices. They're not just out here being like, ah, oh, no. I mean, don't get me wrong. The brother in the dark and the wicked made them choices. <laughs> but like, <laughs> um, that's just men. But I'm just like, I don't understand why we're, we're just kind of like getting, we're saving the cat. These are the things that need to happen. We're not going to make it interesting. We're not going to make it spicy. These are the things that have to happen so we can get this other thing. Because also, 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 why does Miss Mama go outside to vomit? Like, Kathy was like, let me go outside to vomit so we can have this moment of me fighting my blood. And I'm like, bitch, there's a monster outside. Stay in the fucking vehicle. Which the monster, again, is like, oh, you're in a different vehicle, so I won't come in. Sorry. Let me know when you're ready for me. Again, they needed to make choices with the monster because, like, it either needs to be A or B, right? It can't be A.5. Completely agree. There is some nonsensical choices happening here. I think the part where I differ with you slightly in the in the reaction to this movie is I do think that the relationship between the mother and daughter is interesting and dynamic. <laughs> Maybe I'm comparing it to the last movie we discovered, but <laughs> where they're actually fighting. They're actually fighting. They're actually saying, I fucking hate you. But it's so melodramatic and it's so Babysitter's Club- <laughs> with mama's but alcoholic. I, I don't mind melodrama. I don't mind melodrama. I can't stand That's it. me. I can't, 
I don't want you to come. I don't want you to come. I wanted to turn my TV off. If we, if our recording <laughs> was later, I would have been like, let's not do this, please. <laughs> I don't mind melodrama. I actually kind of somewhat enjoy melodrama. I feel like as a 13 year old, I was also very fucking melodramatic. I was that kid. So I see that. I think where this misses the mark in that situation, because like I said, I do somewhat differ that I do think this relationship is interesting. What I find not interesting or where not necessarily not interesting, but not mind enough is what made this relationship, this relationship, like why, why is this happening? I get that they hate each other, but like, is that it? Like, again, make a choice. This movie doesn't make a choice in a lot of ways. And I think that if it had made a choice, both with the monster and with the mother, both of which could be the same thing. Exactly. Could have been a thing, but it just didn't make that choice. We have so many more interesting stories of mothers and daughters or mother and children. We have so many more interesting because again, like it's, I get that like some people need to process mothers who are addicts and alcoholics, which this woman seems to be very heavily. And I get how that is damaging to children. And I get how the child becomes the adult because even when they're in this situation, the mother's like, go talk to him about the keys, go do this. And it's rain. I'm like, bitch, you entered your hand, not your feet. Get the fuck out. You're an adult, whatever. But this is just like, let's do a basic story. That's what it felt like. It's like, let's get together and do a basic story where like the mother and the daughter are fighting and they get stranded and then a monster shows up and will like give us some flashbacks so you know how abusive it was. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's cool. But also you can make it interesting still. You don't have to be like, connect the dots, fill in the blanks. You you, you can make it interesting. And I know you can because I've seen you in the movies. And I think that's why I'm really upset with this movie. I'm not upset. I'm disappointed because I've seen, <laughs> I've seen what You just pulled the parent you. card. You just fucking pulled the parent yeah, card. I just, I've seen what he can do, which is why when we were like A24, Brian Pertino, enough said, that's, that's two rights. And I don't know how two rights made a wrong. Well, um, I just don't know. <laughs> actually, I'm in agreement with you. I don't think this is the best version of this relationship dynamic that we've seen. Absolutely not. No. Like this is- a, Not even mid. As I've said- <laughs> Not even mid. As I've said, this is an okay movie. This is an okay movie. It is, like you said, there is nothing- interesting happening and that's my problem is that and i think that's Mm -hmm. what i was trying to hit hint at is that they had a dynamic situation a dynamic relationship because like parent child bullshit trauma abuse neglect is interesting but you have to give me something about it that's interesting like give me there's lots of different routes you could take why is the mother feeling this way was she a drug addict before she was a parent, a mother, like the scene where I'm assuming it's the dad, but it could be just another boyfriend. We don't know. Oh, the boyfriend. Yeah. Scott Speedman's one of my notes. Cause I watched Felicity. So I was like, yay. I love when he runs into things I'm watching. <laughs> I don't like this movie, but I like seeing him. Good for him. But like, are they looking for drugs? Are they, is he looking for drugs and she's helping him? Is she looking for drugs and he's helping her? Are they both looking for drugs? Is this the father? Like, I don't know any of the context of any of this. Cause it's giving... 90s lifetime movie with a monster outside of a car that's what it's really giving trans really what's i can give me which is why i can't i can't with this movie and i hate saying that because again i was i was so excited to see this and that's what i get for having excitement in this decade because (laughs) i got a bunch of something i don't know what it is quite yet i watched it twice because i'm like did i fail 
And also, I was like, did I miss something? I didn't miss anything. There was nothing there. <laughs> there was nothing there. I do agree. I do think this is a 90s Lifetime movie, which is probably the difference between my reaction and your reaction. Like, I'm okay with that. I get that it's not great. Like, it's not a good movie. Like, I will never... If someone's like, I'm going to watch The Monster tonight, I'd be like, okay. I mean, it's a time. I don't feel like my time was wasted, but, like, it wasn't the best thing I've ever seen in my life. I don't also like circles, and this movie fell into a circle very early on, and we just kept doing it. Let's have a flashback to that. Let's have a flashback to that. Let's also keep hinting that they're going to get it together at the end, but the mother's going to die. And so I'm just like, you're telling me over and over and over and over where this is going instead of doing anything. You can do something. And I don't know. I really don't know if there's interference, even though, because again, like people get involved, producers get involved, designers get involved, shit happens. Or if this is something that's personal and perhaps because it's personal, he couldn't see the errors of his ways and he didn't know how to like get out of his own shit to give us something else. Because again, like, we have movies that do this so much better. And we have movies that are personal to filmmakers that do the things better. And I really, really want to know if this was written before the ones I like. I do. Because again, you don't always film the things in the order you write them. So I wonder if this is like an earlier script. He had an idea and he brought it forward because he had a deal and maybe didn't get to do the rewrites. Or again, if there's interference, I don't know. We, well, I, there's no point way of asking, why'd your movie go wrong? I mean, if if it is even like chronological in the way that he made them the strangers is first and then yeah. it's the monster and then it's the dark and the wicked so like yeah i could see the monster being a first attempt the strangers was a pretty big success in 2008 so someone took a chance and he used a previous thing that he you know was working yeah. on or had worked on and put it out there and it is from imdb it is his second, no, his third lowest star rating of any film he's worked on. Yeah. And <laughs> I see that. I can see, because I see glimmers of something here. It just doesn't go anywhere. No. And it's not because it's a one location, small cast, because The Strangers, small location, wow. One location, small cast. Dark and the Wicked, basically one location small cast he's got the formula he the recipes are not lost but for whatever reason this one just there was no sauce there was no seasoning he was like fuck y'all i'm going home and i respect that energy but also just tell us it's not the one you want us to see i don't know how to say this one because sometimes when you're watching a movie there's enough there so you can be like i could take this, this and this and do something i don't get anything from this movie that I would like to save and rearrange. I have no, I love to be like, here's what I would do if I got to redo this movie. Not for this one. I just think that she is DOA. I disagree. I. Rhetoris. <laughs> you always, <laughs> always, always. Cause you, you get on the wrong heels. You were like, no, this ice skating ballerina movie. She's got merit. And I'm like, why? I'm not saying she, no, wait, no, 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 no. I have agreed this whole time that this is a mid movie. Like, this is a mid movie. It is okay. Yes. It is mid drift. <laughs> Nine is Christina top. <laughs> Get out of here. It is okay. I, I do see merit in the idea. I do see something here. I just don't think it went anywhere. I think he needed to make a choice. Like I said earlier, is like you've got to make a 
choice of topic. Like, what is your topic here? Is it a monster film that is an allegory for trauma? Okay, that's a choice. Is it a journey of healing of a relationship? Okay, that is a choice. But instead, in this movie, which is why I, I guess this was a earlier idea concept that he worked on after The Strangers. Instead, he tries to make every choice and it, nothing really works. That's just it. Those two things could work together. We've seen so many movies where those two things do work together. Again, this one just, it, nothing was strong enough to start. Nothing was strong enough to start. Because, like, the Babadook does both of those things you just talked about. <laughs> like, done. Done and done. Yeah, and I'm not saying this is, I'm not saying this is as good as the Babadook. Like, absolutely not. <laughs> I was like, podcast over if you would. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, there is something here. I'm just, the creation of that was not there. The only things that I would say from this movie are some of the shots. Because he is a good director. He is a good director. Which is why I'm not sure how some of the performances bits and pieces happen uh, because again i've seen him get some good stuff out of some people that i didn't expect it out of again scott speedman was just in the strangers with him we've seen him do the work and some of the shots are gorgeous but because nothing is happening in them it was like that's really pretty eating my snack i think the performances at least of kathy and lizzie are doing what they're supposed to do i don't think that they're it's not the actor's fault i don't think so because again I don't know what was going on in this one. Usually I am team Brian Bertino. This is my first time throwing some slander and it feels weird. Um, I don't know what happened. I, I would like to be like, it's the cast because again, we've seen the other two movies and like the, the acting was blah, 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 blah. And so it's like, what happened here? And it's also hard to work with a kid. And so like if our lead, Kathy, that actor who people love, I was her name, Zoe Kazan, if she doesn't work with kids often, because I don't really know her resume, so I don't know, then maybe that was jarring for her because kid actors are different. They are also just not, they are also just not as far along in their careers as other people. And so they are still making mistakes and still learning, which again, that's the thing when you hire children. So number one, I have two points here. Number, the first one is just me. The second one is fucking interesting so zoe kazan i have seen her in things and i do enjoy i saw her in the plot against america which is a very interesting miniseries on hbo max check it out if you're interested in world war ii history or like reimagine world war ii history and like how america was also fucked up and we shouldn't deny that fact ella valentine was in the dark and the wicked lizzie was in the dark and the wicked he did have two kids. He did have she two kids. She was the young girl that, I think she was the young girl that showed up at the door. Oh! I think. At the end. You know what I'm talking about? Oh! So she did get better. So yeah, yeah. Again, and it could also be actor chemistry. Maybe those two were just like, I don't know. There are so many things that it could be, but like, I'm not as on board with the performances as a lot of people are. I'm not willing to argue about that a lot. But like, I just think that, Again, and that could have it could have been directing, it could have been time. I don't know, but something is not right in the state of Denmark because this is not my Brian Bertino. <laughs> you did not just do a Shakespeare <laughs> reference in this episode. <laughs> I'm feeling theatrical tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I don't think this is either of their best. You know who I thought it, you. <laughs> you know who I thought the mother was when I first started this movie before I could really see her face very well. 
and I just heard oh. her voice and the way she was acting. Oh, hold on, I gotta find this name. It's from ER. So that's <laughs> Is it the one that's canceled, Juliana Margulies? No, no, it's not Juliana Margulies. I would know Juliana. Linda Cardinelli? What? Linda Cardinelli? No. It's the one nurse that had the kid that was a single mom and she ended Linda Cardinelli. No. No, wait. With oh, Luca? yes, it is Linda. Yes, yes. Bitch, come on now. I was getting her mixed up with uh, Maura Tierney. Sorry. Yes, it is. Yes, that one. <laughs> I was like, is no, that? No, it's the one that's exactly the one you just said. <laughs> is, is, is that the ER girl? And I was like, oh, no, it's not. <laughs> Big towards me. She loves playing a single mom. She does. Like, that's why I thought it was her. <laughs> most of her resume after Freaks and Geeks is single mom. And I'm just like, is a single mom here? Will we see Linda? Will Linda be here? <laughs> that's what I thought. Anyway, sorry. That was really funny. <laughs> Listen, aside from Scooby-Doo and Freaks and Geeks, she got a kid somewhere. What? <laughs> um, she's such a good actor. Uh, but again, I don't know what the disconnect is in this movie. For a lot of things, nothing was working for me on so many levels. And so I'm not just like, these two people or this director. I'm saying it was a house of cards and the wind took it away. But I stayed twice. <laughs> I think the indecision. That's, that is my biggest. They're like, let's just do it all. Let's do it all. Let's make this monster both mysterious, but not mysterious. And let's make this mother try to be sympathetic, but then not sympathetic. Like, let's, let's do it all. And I'm like, no, you can't do it all. You can't do it all in the one movie. One of my biggest things is that it's more of a whimper than a roar. Because we've yes. seen so many movies do so many of these things better. Like, even the idea of the, the final girl who's a kid. Like, we've all seen Tiger's Not Afraid. There's ways of doing that where it's not just like, I have a young adult novel now. I'm just like, we just, come on now. <laughs> um, that ending, I laughed. I'm not going to lie. I fucking laughed. When she steps out into <laughs> the sun. <laughs> After the clip of, you'll be better than me someday. I fucking I lost it. I, you would have thought I was Katya <laughs> and Trixie Mattel. <laughs> the cackles, I cackled. That was the most, that was so melodramatic. It was like too much. Like, girl. Especially after we've been a whole movie where this kid was never in danger. Like, once the monster didn't try to attack her or even growl at her the first time, we're like, oh, yeah, we really are going to kill the mom and have her be that. Okay, okay. And... It never got spicy. It never tried to, like, trick us. It was just like, no, we're saving the cat. Beat by beat by beat. Drinking my juice. Drink a, um, <laughs> drink a juice, Shelby. Listen, what we know about this woman, Kathy, is that she's an alcoholic and she's a mother who's unhappy. She is an, and she's getting divorced. She's an addict on many levels because they're looking for not alcohol when they attack the fort that Lizzie has built. So I, I get Addiction is a disease. I get that. Mm -hmm. Wholeheartedly believe that. But, like, give me more context. Was she, like, give me who Kathy is, other than she's an addict who is trying to be a good mother but can't be a good mother because of her addictions and her mm -hmm. mental health issues. Where do they come from? What is this mental health? Maybe that's one of the things that's also not letting me get on board with any of this movie is because if you're going to have an addict in your movie, you have to give it some sort of like respect. And it's kind of just like, she's an addict. She's a bad mom. Um, and I'm like, but what else? But what else? And I don't need her backstory to be a, her mom was bad too or whatever, but it no. just feels surface. Something. It feels so surface. It's, it's, it's got to have something because you also try to give her like, 
she sacrifices herself for her daughter like a true addict like a true addict in the ad and like if you're going to go stereotypical addict they're self like they are interested in nothing but themselves or selfish like that is the that is a part that that is a symptom of the addiction right is that it's about it's a well it's about how do i i guess i don't know I've, I have seen addicts with children because, of course, I have because coming from Kansas City um, and having so many brothers who <laughs> found with so many women. Um, so I've seen lots of addicts who have children. Yes. And I, you see those glimmers where they do want to do better for their children, but also they're addicts and they're, they're that struggle. True. It's it's like how The Shining just sort of erased what Stephen King gave the book. And I'm sad I gave Stephen King another compliment, but he was giving us something in the book. If it was something we wanted to pick up, maybe, maybe not. But when Stephen Cooper got a hold of it, he's like, no, Jack's not trying. Fuck it. And again, yes. if you're gonna if you're gonna have an addict, you have to like give that addict some things. Because this was very much like she's an addict and she's an awful mom, but she'll sacrifice herself at the end. And I'm just like I I think <laughs> more I think, to her, please. I think that's where the disconnect I was referring to earlier what is. It's not in like real world addiction, because like absolutely you're correct. Because because like I have said on this podcast the depiction of, of addiction in the book of the shining is mm-hmm. so much better than the depiction of addiction in the movie, the original movie. And I think that the problem is, is that Kathy is very one noted written. I don't think it's one noted performed. I think Zoe Kazan is giving as best she can with the script she's given. I just don't think that there's the plot points given to her character to get there it was very surface like it was a very flat line there were never any peaks and valleys it was like this is what we're doing you know that kind of movie sends me to hell i need us to try something we need to zig and zag we got to do something we can't just be like boop. did she try to get clean did she go to rehab did she go to therapy did she did she try this and it didn't work and then she relapsed and uh, you know why doesn't the husband pick up the kid or the ex-husband pick up the husband? kid. Because if you know this woman is like a hazard on the road, and the first thing that happens when there's an accident is, is she sober? Then you probably should go ahead and make it to your fucking kid. You should probably just go ahead and go on over there. And also you can like see who's hanging out. Because again, when you have an addict who's a parent, you have to keep eyes on the situation. That's why- I also want to know more about the custody battle. Because right. the kid's like, I don't want to come back to you after this. Is there something the husband did to her? Is that why she's an addict? I, I That's why I thought Roy, Scott Speedman, was the husband. I was like, are they both addicts? Were they both no. addicts? I feel like Roy was one of the boyfriends because Could've unfortunately been. part of the baggage of children who grew up in homes with addicts, unfortunately, is that there are people in that house who should not be in that house. Yes. Multiple boyfriends who are bad moose bears, multiple hangers honors. And so again, I think that if we're going to keep using the flashbacks, we could have made them interesting because it was still just like one note, flat, flat, flat. And I'm not saying we need to abuse this kid anymore that she's already been abused. I'm just saying <laughs> if you're going to do addict work, then you need to like actually contextualize. You need to like flesh it out. You can't be like addict, pink hair tips, go. You got to do something else. <laughs> it's the pink hair tips. <laughs> Listen, I was like, is she Avril Lavigne? <laughs> I mean, she was giving vibes. She was giving vibes. She was. <laughs> He was a skater boy. And she said, see you later, boy. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, you have to give us more context into, like, again, make a decision. What is this movie about? Like, what is the point of this movie? Yeah, no, I, like, I don't want to get into, like, specifics on the pod. But, like, 
I have seen addiction in my family, like very real. The first person I came out to was an addict and she died of an overdose, left her kid to be raised by her grandparent or by his grandparents. And like, so I have seen this and I, it, and so I, yeah, it, it's difficult. And that's why I want that context. I want that depth. I want that, you know, I, I want all of those layers into this. If that's the way you're going to go, if it's not, then do the monster vibe. And I'm down with that too. And once you pick what kind of an addiction situation it is, you have to commit to it. Because again, I'm saying I've seen some of the people who were with my brothers who had flickers of good parenting flickers, but also my grandmother was a raging alcoholic, would show up with a boot shaped mug and a cooler of beer at the house, said all the awful things. I refused to speak to her because my mother would not mother. And so I was like, I will talk to your mom. And so when she came over, I would just fucking leave on the situation and go hide in my room or our room because again, there's too many fucking kids. And so there, there are situations and because so many of us know addicts and we know kids who are raised by addicts, this could have connected. It could have landed. It could have hit so fucking hard. And the fact that it was just like skating on by, I think it's part of the reason I'm upset because again, (laughs) this could have been something and it never, it never tried. It never believed in itself. It was a whimper, not a roar. Yeah. I thought that's Katy Perry territory. So I'm going to stop trying to use that analogy. <laughs> but I, but I agree. I, it, it just, like I said, I think that there, there is something here. Like I think that the context and the, the themes and the something that he's trying to do is there in ethereal ways. I just don't think it's put forth in any kind of way that's effective. And again, I wish there was a nice way to ask if, which I probably would have got the chance to, but I wish there was a nice way to ask, was this something personal to you? And that's why you couldn't be objective and let it do what it needed to do and should do. Or was there interference? Because you know, I love to blame somebody. So name me the exec. (laughs) Be like, so-and-so said, wash all the seasoning off. (laughs) And I'd be like, I hate (laughs) so-and-so. Yeah, I... uh... I just don't get it because I, after I was done watching it the second time, I went and like skimmed some reviews. I don't want to get too into the reviews because I'm about to record episodes. I want to be all like, and then this thing that I didn't think of, but like I skimmed it and people were like, oh my God, it's so good. Oh my God, just acting is top notch. And I'm just like, mm. but I'm used to not agreeing with a lot of people, unfortunately. <laughs> I will say I do agree that the acting is top notch. You can. I expect that from you. <laughs> And I expect that from you. Yeah. And I, again, I don't know if it was actors, director, or what have you, but like, I just, it was not what people were saying it was. And I watched it twice before I skimmed those reviews. And I was like, I think that they are doing what they can with what they've been given. And I think that sometimes some of it's good. And sometimes most of the time it's questionable, but also when you're giving nothing but crying each other for an hour and a half that's the thing they're not given anything like the crying moments were effect like i felt them i felt like they were genuine that was the whole movie, felt- Trent. what <laughs> that was the whole movie that was the whole movie it's like I- no i don't want you there what'd you say to me you little bitch i don't want you there <laughs> you're gonna be better than me when you grow up i'm so sorry <laughs> that's the movie like <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna make it baby i'm gonna need you to run for it <laughs> i don't want to leave you i Never give me another 90-minute movie where the two families are just crying at each other ever again. And again, Brian normally does us 
better justice than this. Like literally, the darker the wicked, we was fucking there. We was fucking there. Again, not very intersectional, but the women were there and they were doing the fucking things. I told you to fucking come. Tops off fingers. That's a moment. That's a bop. Sing my favorite song, Brian. So I don't know why this was like women cry a lot. Yeah. 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 I I, I see that. Choices. Just choices. Because it's more interesting to have different choices. It's different to have different peaks and valleys. It's different to use switch up the tactics to be like, how are we gonna communicate? How are we this to do this? Yeah. Instead of just like, let's just keep crying. Well, I think that's another turnout for me. And while we may disagree about the performances, like the specific idea of the performances, we both we do we do agree on that the issue with this movie is it doesn't make choices. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. So, and because those choices and because of what we didn't do. And again, I get it. It's hard to like do something original, y'all. It's fucking hard because it's the year 2023 of our Lord <laughs> Beyonce. Everything's been done. But also if you're gonna, if you know you're doing something that's been done to fucking death, you better make it original. You better make it you. You better make it exciting and fun. You you cannot, you can no longer show up with a passable grade. Don't do that. You gotta come in and be like, no, we're going for the stars. You can't be like, I know these other 90 movies just did it last year, but like, uh, we're in a car. <laughs> All right. Are we ready for hot takes? I feel like I've had nothing but hot takes, which again, I love that I found his movie that I don't like. <laughs> so it's the bandaid is ripped. The bandaids are ripped. And if I'm ever in a situation and people are like, Brian Martino's here, we're going to do one of his movies. I could be like, which one? <laughs> which movie? Is it The Strangers? I'm there. Dark and the Wicked? I'm there. The Monster? I might have other plans that night. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sheree, what's your hot take? I just feel so mean this episode. Like, if this is people's first episode, like, who's this bitch? My hot take, this might be the only A24 movie I don't need to see again, aside from The Whale. The Whale was offensive. This is bad. Did you watch it? Yeah, because oh. I never saw Brendan Fraser in the big screen. And I, if I go to the Alamo Drive House here, which is 30 minutes away, that's a fucking expensive ass Uber. Yeah. I have to see at least two, three movies to make it worth it. Gotcha. Okay. And that's what was happening. That wasn't an animated movie. And so I did it and I was really fucking offended. And that's why I was able to know that the people who are yelling at me on Facebook needed to fucking go away. <laughs> no, but yeah, a 24 failed me twice that I can remember. And this is one for different reasons. It's not offensive. I'm not saying this is the whale. I'm just saying <laughs> this was hell. <laughs> I feel like my hot take is I feel like this movie would have been better as a short film. Maybe. Like, maybe. Because then I wouldn't have so many issues. The crying wouldn't have been 90 minutes. It would have just been like four or five. Yeah. The monster could have monstered. Or not. Or been ethereal I... in the distance and like pulling people in the darkness and killing them. Like, okay. If you're going to get stranded on the road and the monster's like, oh, is that metal? I don't want to break a nail. I'm not into your movie. <laughs> That monster should be ripping shit open, tearing off doors, breaking windows. Like, if the ambulance driver hadn't kicked the window out, she'd still be alive. Look, I just, why are we here? <laughs> Fair. But, yeah, I yeah, I feel like this movie would have been a better short, as a short film. I hope any new listeners go back and listen to our episode on The Dark and the Wicked, because I love that movie. And so, you know, I'm not just out here bullshitting. I really, I really fucked up Brian Bertino, just not this time. Yeah. That's not this time. We all got bad days. We got a favorite. I get it. It's totally fair. 
Um, but I hope they do go back and listen to that for they're just like, this bitch hates him. <laughs> it's personal. Um, <laughs> I, I really don't. I will be in his next movie, I'm sure. <laughs> I'll be like, Woo. I feel like Hopefully. we've I feel like both of us have been fair about this movie. So I think I think I think we have, but people love to be like, this black woman says something negative and so she hates it. And she hates art and she hates horror. She's a phony. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. I, I have to justify everything 90 fucking times because I'm black and I'm a woman. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, because we're people... gonna get a one star review because I, I didn't like it off rip. <laughs> like... <laughs> Unfortunately, because people are fucking racist and sexist and just stupid. <laughs> Listen, listen. <laughs> All right, y'all. Now that uh, listen, now that you can't listen to our podcast and have criticism and be stupid, like that's not fair. <laughs> listen, you can hate me for a lot of things, but if your thing is she hates movies, okay. Um, did you listen to the episode? Because I don't think you did. Right. right. I, I really don't think you fucking did. <laughs> right. right. Anyway, Sheree, how many drinks are you giving this one? I was going to make myself give it two because I really like Brian, but I need to go ahead and be honest. If we're ever going to move past this, it's a one and a half star movie. It's one and a half stars. I'm okay. We're going to heal. We're going to be fine. We're going to like work through it. There's counseling. Uh, <laughs> he's got some more filmography. I can, I can cleanse this. I can, I can save it. That's fair. This <laughs> tracks. I am giving this movie a three. It's got something there. It's not, it's not perfect. There's definitely worlds of improvement it could make. But I do think there is something to be said that I think this movie is just in my wheelhouse more than it's in your wheelhouse. Does that make sense? Oh, this is, you love when people cry. That is your bread and butter. If people are crying, you are getting merch. I, when they started crying, I was like, this is a Trent movie. <laughs> and I was waiting for them to give me something they never fucking did. I know, I, if there is a blonde woman crying, Trent is there. She had pink tips. I'm sorry. If there's a blonde woman crying with pink tips, Trina's on his way. But she was just blonde. He'd already be there. <laughs> no, but yeah, like this is just much more in my wheelhouse than in your wheelhouse. So, like, even though we, we both agree that there are problems in this script, mm-hmm. I would always have it ranked a tiny bit higher than you. That's fair because you love feelings. If people are giving you feelings, you are happy. I need us to do plot things. I need us to do monster things. If we're going to say we're, it's, a, it's literally called the monster. This would be like me in my apartment. <laughs> Pedro Pascal. He's never been here. <laughs> I'm there. You don't know what exists. What, 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 what should I be there? I'm just kidding. <laughs> listen, listen. He's never set foot in this bitch. He's like, who is this naming apartments after me? I don't know her. If you call it the monster, I, I, need, I need the monster to do something. You can't be like the metaphor. I. <laughs> that's a villain origin story. <laughs> um, that's a villain origin story. <laughs> I am famous for being like, do not give me an hour and a half of feelings and then stab somebody. Stab them up top. Stab them up top. <laughs> all right, y'all. Well, thank you all so much for listening. That is our thoughts on the monster. Next week, we're going to be covering Saint Maud. She was not my first choice. I'm not going to lie. The other movies I would have rather talked about were Snatched because people keep playing trading cards with our movies on these streamers. And so <laughs> say I won. And I'm excited to see I feel about her after these years of space. And I've never seen her. So I'll see how I feel about St. Maude for a first time watch. Here we go. Because I feel this way about her, you're going to buy merch. I'm going to run to the recording. Y'all have merch. 
<laughs> You're so silly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, make sure that you stay fierce out there. Bye.